Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Right, as I mentioned, we're looking at uncapped data contracts, we're looking at online retail sub stories, and we're going to make space for your open line calls as well. Great to have you back with us, Wendy. Thank you so much, Pippa. And before we do any of that, a bit of comic relief, really, because you've brought one of the more bizarre consumer stories I've ever heard. Since when does one supermarket brand actively sell a competitor's house brand? In my experience, no, not ever. <laughs> Um, so it just happened just last night. My my partner, I was making a, one of my Durban curries, and yep. I realised too late that well, very late that I didn't have any what we call danya from the Durban, coriander. fresh coriander, yeah. and. So I said, just please, can you just flip, uh, nip off and try and find me some? Well, he went to both local spas, didn't have, and ended up at the Pick and Pay in uh, Waterstone Village in Somerset West. And they had plenty, so he had a few packs of the stuff. And as he was heading to the um, checkout, they, they have this promotional area in front of the store um, and uh, it had a three for the price of two kind of situation. And he picked up this pack of apples um, didn't notice much she just went for the red apples and they didn't scan at the till and the cashier said this is odd called the supervisor the supervisor said very odd called the manager and they're actually spa branded apples so spa brand apples were on sale on the special shelf at pick and pay yes so <laughs> the, the, then this cashier said well what do we do and the manager said well just the customer can just have them so I'm happily eating free apples spa apples from pick and pay but of course I was curious to know how on earth that happened how on earth that yeah. happened so I went through the channels and it turns out that um, there was a late afternoon delivery the supplier also supplies um, spa apples uh, well supplies to both pick and pay and spa and obviously they each have different branding and but same apples different same apples different yes yep. them apples mm-hmm. and um, the curious thing is that they went from dispatch at the back or the, 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 the delivery area through the store onto the shelf there was some kind of promotion applied and nobody noticed and that nobody noticed promoting their for a couple of hours brand. because this was just before seven o'clock in the evening just before it would have been shortly before closing Amazing. yeah and um i'm told they were hastily removed um but i just thought that been some hours so did a spa shop in our area get the pick and pay apples i don't know <laughs> i just i mean wendy the, it, it it tells us quite a lot though uh. I mean, it tells us a you, you're buying one kind of apple at yeah, pick and pay and the packaging. same kind of apple at spa, probably for yes. vastly different prices, and it's all down to the bag that's that's wrapped around exactly. them. Exactly. come from the it, same place. Interesting about the prices. If at that time, I would have um, gone and, I'd and looked. I'd love to know what the price difference To be continued been. on that Okay. Point. Okay. So if anybody bought a pick and pay apple in a spa branch in Somerset well, West they wouldn't have been able to. Known. That's the thing, yeah. because it wouldn't have scanned on their it system. It wouldn't have scanned there either. Yeah. Oh, I think that's quite funny. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it, it really raises the interesting question of, I wonder what the price differential would have been now that we know they're from exactly the same source. Okay, curiouser and curiouser. Wendy, before we look at the uncapped data, um, we quite often deal with people who've got no resolution from trying to deal with their complaint at a store. And for for many, the last resort is to go to the small claims court if they've got the energy and the time to do that. And um, uh, you want to give us a bit of an update on on the the, the sort of amount that can be taken to small claims court. Yes, maybe an update on an update, Pippa, because it was... a response to a listener question that I said 
Um, and remedy could be the small claims court, but in this case, I can't remember what the issue was, maybe an unfinished kitchen perhaps, and I said, but the jurisdiction, what's called the monetary jurisdiction, is, is only 20,000 rands, and this was a much bigger amount. amount. And then that um, afternoon or evening, I got an email from Faraday saying, um, just to put you right, the monetary jurisdiction is now 40,000 so rands. That's a substantial increase yes. from where it was before. So I just thought, well, let me just, Double check. I thought let's mention it on air. I, yeah. I took it from where it came. Okay, but I'm, I'm looking at the Department of Justice's website, and it says up to twenty thousand rand, and so does legal wise. So I don't know if they, they haven't updated, but I'm going to while the show is on the go. We'll I'm try going and get to, to the to, bottom of that. Yes, yeah. but it, uh, well, I will say this: that a, a government website that hasn't updated to the current information is not, not a thing that is unimaginable. Yes. Sorry so, to say it. So, so it is entirely possible that Ferdy's right, and there has been an increase that just hasn't been communicated properly. The language he used led me to believe that he was someone in the know. Um, but uh, let's see. Maybe there is a lawyer listening who is in the know and has received so, the official notification. What I do yeah. know is it was increased from fifteen thousand to twenty thousand on the first of April, twenty nineteen already so almost what four years ago okay. um, a jump from the, to double from 20,000 to 40,000 seems quite, quite a, a big leap well I know we've had hectic inflation but but yeah um, so yes I'm, I, ha- I can't find confirmation of anything more than 20,000 if anyone in the in the legal profession has um, can confirm uh, or, or perhaps Ferdy has it wrong and has misheard yeah. something yeah. and you can say to us no sorry that is not the case it's still 20,000 uh, we will keep researching in the background to try and get an emphatic answer but if you happen to know it and can speak from a position of legal knowledge uh, pop us a voice note please to 0725671567 the one thing we can do emphatically is speak to today's issue of the uncapped data contracts Wendy because you've had a long conversation with Vodacom about this case and you've come to the conclusion that really the whole concept of an uncapped data contract is a bit of a misnomer because so often they're actually not uncapped or you could say almost never are they actually uncapped. Well not in my experience and this has been a thing that's been an issue that's cropped up many times in my career where these these so-called uncapped plans are advertised but they actually aren't. They always have what's known as um, a fair use um, policy, mm-hmm. FUP, and um, basically, if you use more than what the network deems to be fair, and and to be fair, it's usually a whack of an amount. It's yeah. it's 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 a it's it's a it's a huge amount. Um, but still, it's not uncapped if there is a, if a, cap, a cap of sorts. Yeah. And what happens afterwards? Well, there's throttling, so you. They make it to the point where you speed-wise, so you, you, it's so slow that you tear your hair out. Um, and um, what the story here is that Vodacom has just advised existing um, contract holders of these data contracts, and it's both for people who have it in their homes and data on their phone, that from um, next month, um, let's just check on the date, but I think it's the 15th of February, they're going to be introducing... Um, throttling first and then a hard, hard lock. lock so so yes I do my main issue is whatever the case is it must be communicated properly and I'm not sure the marketing does the adverts just say uncapped and you've got to go into the nitty-gritty of the small print of the terms and conditions um, or the tiny little yeah. number 
numbers on the contract to find out it's not. The salespeople are not talking about it, and from what I've heard. Um, and if you're so, looking off an internet ad- advert, sorry to interrupt, but if tiny. you it's tiny print yeah. that's not always even legible, even if you do blow it up because exactly. then it gets too fuzzy. So, okay, so Mukesh brought an example to you, Wendy, and you discovered he's not alone. But what what can you share yeah, with us? So his he, example? he emailed to say, I've taken up an uncapped, unthrottled contract with, so he thought with Vodacom, 300 rand a month. Um, it was uh, one of the Black Friday deals in November. Um, it says Vodacom has now sent me a message saying that a hard lock will be implemented that will affect the fair usage policy on my plan. When I reach 400 gigabytes of usage, my plan will be locked and I can only continue once I buy a 100 gigabyte or 200 gigabyte bundle to top up. He says, and this is interesting, he says, I've just cancelled my previous data contract of 600 gigabytes to take up the uncapped offer because I was under the impression it was uncapped, i.e. unlimited, only to see a, receive an SMS three months later saying that I'm limited to 400 gigabytes. This was not mentioned initially. So, so he's could, actually prejudiced himself by cancelling his old deal. Yeah, and, up and you get, yeah, you get locked in for one. two to three years. Um and if you want to cancel early, there's a massive penalty. So yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'd be thoroughly cheesed off if that had happened to me. And I guess uh, Mukesh is not alone in this, Wendy. You also heard from our listener Natasha, who's based in the Heldberg area, who had a similar complaint. Yeah, she says her email read. Uh, so Vodacom has been advertising an uncapped deal, which I signed up for just two weeks ago for Wi-Fi, and now I get the following SMS. Please note that from February 2023, hard luck will be implemented. Da, da, da. It will affect your fair usage policies. Look at our T's and C's. And then she got, after that, she got an SMS on the 11th of January saying, as of February 23, a hard lock will be applied to your, on your home internet LTE uncapped. So she's got it at both ends. Okay. Um, once you've depleted your monthly data allocation, suddenly uncapped becomes a monthly data allocation, which means a fixed amount. You'll need to buy additional data bundles to continue your data connection. And followed by this SMS, their tagline, further together. Just which to I rub salt into <laughs> the wound. Oy. So... Um, she says that she went to Salyu City and Somerset Mall. They told her that they've escalated it from their side because they have many unhappy clients. Yeah. She says, I take it that uncapped is never uncapped and that I, and that I, I signed that if I go over a fair usage, that the speed would be throttled. But I did not agree to a hard lock on an uncapped um, contract. And I'm now locked in for 36 months. I wouldn't have taken this contract if I'd known. Okay, so obviously it comes down to a the practice of the of of capping an uncapped co- uh, contract and b how that is communicated to customers. Now, Wendy, do you you've raised the issue with Vodacom. Yeah. Do you want to give us some feedback on what they yeah, told you? Yeah, um, I said um, I think it's uh, sorry, it's fifth and uh, February fifteenth that these things happen. Okay, so yes, I got quite an extensive uh, response from Vodacom saying. Most uh, customers that use this product won't reach the hard lock threshold. For example, 600 gigabytes on a 10 megabytes per second tariff. Um, and so they will continue to enjoy an uninterrupted experience. Well, most is not all. So if it's yeah. not all, then it can't be called uncapped. Yeah. We plan to implement this change targeted at usage that congests network resources in order to ensure best quality connectivity for all our customers. We, what happens, for instance, is when there is high data usage through a single tower in a densely populated area, this can hinder connectivity to other customers connecting to the same site. So I get that. It's like eat as, you, as much as you want buffet and you get those that make it completely unprofitable for um, 
the, the restaurant, restaurant yeah. and also annoy others who, you know, by gobbling all the prawns or whatever it is. Yeah. But then you don't call it an eat as much as you want. You know, you... Well, like if you're going to eat as much as you like sushi buffet, for example, that might say there is a limit of six Advertise pieces of sashimi the, or four yes, salmon roses, and that's but fun. it's closed up front. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah. And so the issue here is what the, all the cell phone networks do from time to time, which drives consumers up the wall because we don't have the right to do these changes, is that in the middle of a contract, they don't just introduce something to new contracts. They introduce something that says for all contracts. Now, Two months ago, when Natasha signed up, they would have known that this of this issue of congestion and da da da. da. So don't it's call new. it an yeah. Un, yeah. uncapped and also advertise the limits um, very clearly. So they're saying it's not. They've given me a table which is um, very small, but they're saying from 400 gigabytes usage, the speed is throttled, and only when it gets to 600 and many plans will they then cut it off. Um, and to put it into um, perspective. Um, let me just find it because it's such a lot of uh, information. Oh, they say they will consider if someone's just bitterly unhappy about this, they will consider and review on a case by case basis. So that tells me it's worth that putting, they know. logging a dispute yeah. on this one. Yeah. I asked how they arrived at 400 gigabytes as fair usage. Um, they've reviewed the usage of all subscribers and benchmarked this against similar access services for fixed line connectivity. For instance, um, the 600 gigabyte threshold on the 10 megabytes per second tariff is set at four times the average usage and is a threshold that the majority, vast majority of customers won't reach, which is understandable. Yeah. And that's a lot of data. It is. I mean, I, Wendy, I use two gigs a month, so the thought of using 600 uh, yeah. is, is, is I use a bit more, but nothing but, close to yeah. that. But still, I mean, you're, you're, what you pointed out to them that in fairness, this should only be introduced on new contracts. How can you justify implementing it in the middle of a contract to customers who signed up for something else. Exactly. That's one of my biggest problems. And the answer was, we plan to implement this change. Remember, it's happening only next month. Targeted at usage that congests network resources in order to ensure the best quality connectivity for all our customers. Where customers are affected by reaching the hard lock, we will review these on a case-by-case basis and provide an opportunity for them to either cancel their contract or migrate to a more suitable plan. Well, cancellation will come with penalties. I was say, so migration to another plan, if it doesn't come with a penalty, that might be the answer for people who feel duped. Who A, didn't know it wasn't uncapped because it wasn't in their face, that bit of information. Yeah. And B, um, this hard lock thing wasn't a, a factor to them. Yeah. when they signed up. It's yeah. something that's being implemented. I mean, Wendy, you put it to them month. that the very use of the word uncapped is not really playing fair with the customer. What did they say to your suggestion yeah. that they should stop using that term altogether? And listen to this for a corporate response. We believe that fair usage policies and hard lock are reasonable and fair to our customers, given that we have set these at an overstated usage value that, that the vast majority of customers won't reach effectively providing an uncapped service. Where customers are affected by reaching the hard lock, we will review these as I keep saying, but effectively providing an uncapped service. It's like being, you can't be a little bit pregnant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's either uncapped or it isn't. And I really feel very strongly that that the networks, the cell phone service providers must stop using the word uncapped on contracts that have a fair use policy 
uh, policy, which they all do. Yeah. It's saying okay, it's saying it's uncapped for most of you. That's not okay. That's not all right. That's misleading advertising. It's misleading yeah. advertising. I think they must stop it and say, you know. Call it the giant package or something else. Exactly. You know, whatever. But, but for, don't for, call it what it's for not. For massive uses of, uh, users of data, yeah. this one's for you. you. You get, you know, complete free uh, total usage up to 400 gigabytes or 600, whatever it is, after which this will apply and put that in in. Big, big letters. Yeah, um, that would that would make me happy, and I think that would tick the disclosure box. What's currently happening now, and you know, before you even get to the fact that they changed the terms and conditions midway, midway through a contract, yeah, um, it doesn't tick the the, the um, fairness. Fairness, box. yeah. Well, to be fair to Vodacom, it's not just them. Marius says I've had the same experience with Telcom, and this is how Marius feels, and I bet he's not the only one who feels that way. All these ISPs are liars. It is false and misleading advertising. Oh. And it's unbelievable that they get away with it. And I'm yeah, sure well, he's not the only one feeling that yeah, way. I, yeah, I make it a mission to use fairly moderate language and let yep. the facts speak for themselves. But So I avoid using words like liars, but certainly there's a lack of disclosure that I, I don't think is justifiable. And yes, thanks for pointing out that it's not um, just one of these ISPs. It's, uh, it, it's, they, it's At different times, yeah. they all do it. Marius, thank you for your WhatsApp. And uh, look, the bottom line is if you are a Vodacom customer affected by this mid-contract change, remember what Wendy said about their committing to reviewing cases on a case-by-case basis if customers are affected by reaching that hard lock. If you're one of them, it sounds like it's worth and taking them on and saying, this is not what you sold me. me. Yeah. You've got to make a second plan for And me. please let us know if you do have one of those conversations and what the what offer the was. Because was, yeah. if the, if it's migration with strings attached, then I would like to know about that and to follow up yeah. on that too. Yeah. Thank you. So please, you know how to do that. You send an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And just put the words Cape Talk in the subject line, plus in this case, uncapped data, for example, something that indicates the nature of the complaint and mail that through to Wendy. So if you are a Vodacom customer who feels aggrieved by what's happened and you choose to challenge them on it and put them to the test of that commitment to reviewing these things on a case-by-case basis, let us know how it goes. Let us know what they offer you and whether the, the solution is a fair solution in your view or one which comes with a whole lot of strings attached. Uh, if you've already been through that process and tried to challenge them, for example, how, let us know as well. 021-446-0567. You can also send a voice note to 072-567-1567. Uh, we're almost heading into news time, so I'm not going to start our second topic until after the news. Just to say that we're going to be tackling two online retail issues. First, an update on what has happened to the online platform Raru. Uh, and then secondly, we'll be flagging Um, another online retail platform that appears to be taking customers' money and never delivering the goods they've paid for. Uh, Lerata, thank you very much for alerting us to this one. We will share that with you after the Eyewitness News headlines. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. I believe we have had a voice note that's come through from a listener responding to the Vodacom issue. While we get that lined up, another WhatsApp posing the question I think that uh, we've, we've asked about before when it comes to cell phone contracts, Wendy. If a service provider is allowed to suddenly change the terms and conditions of a contract midway through a contract, what is the point of said contract, especially if it can just be changed when the supplier wants? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they don't do anything like double the the. the tariff for the month or anything like that but they they that the ICASA lets them do it um, I've always made the point that 
until consumers can also, within reason, Do decide the they can yeah. reduce what they're paying because times are tough. Um, then they shouldn't. The, the suppliers, the service providers, shouldn't be allowed to do it either. I mean, there just can no, be no reasonable argument. Absolutely. That for the for the that one sidedness and the CPA specifically precludes one sided agreements that mm. allow them to do it. And there's a, there is a term and condition, of course, in their contract that allows them to do it. Um, but it, it's going to offend right-minded people. Always, yes, yeah. and and it's just one of those things that happens, and we all just, you know, make a bit of noise, and it carries Except on just like on like we do rolling blackouts. Yeah, yes. yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Let's take a listen to that voice note. Hello, Pippa. When I was looking for a contract for Wi-Fi, I checked with Vodacom and Telcom. They say they don't throttle, but when you ask them, when you probe, they, Vodacom had 500 gigabytes and Telcom, I think they had a fair user policy. But when you ask them what is the gauge, they were not forthcoming. Mm -hmm. Hence, I eventually went with MWeb. I've never had issues with MWeb, never throttled any speed. Rather, they've cranked up the speed from what I signed at 10 megabytes. Right now, I'm sitting at 50 megabytes per second so they actually cranked up my speed mm. nice that's nice to get that mm. feedback thank you very very much indeed and yeah interesting that if you it speaks to my disclosure yeah point. if you ask the question directly and can't get a direct answer then that's a big big red flag Okay, let's move away from the cell phones for a while, Wendy, and on to online shopping. Now, a while ago, we heard from our listener, Thomas, who asked whether we had any news about refunds for RARU customers because he said the online retailer is in a liquidation process. Yes. Uh, R-A-R-U. Wendy, I'd heard of them, but I've never used them. Yeah, what, what can you tell us? I've never used them, but I've heard of them and gone onto their site and actually engaged with them. Um, some months ago because I was getting a lot of complaints. Okay. And if you go onto Hello Peter, there's a deluge there. So lo the thing is that loads of South Africans um, did get good service, did get what they paid for, and then this, the deliveries started taking longer and longer. And then last year in particular, the wheels were properly falling off. Um, and they were selling things like b books and electronics and music some of and them, things like yes, that. Yes, um, video games, that kind of thing. Uh, if you go onto the site, there's lots of red flags. The only way you can contact them is via email. Uh, there's a phone number on the website, but it um, comes with this advice. The call center is currently not available due to COVID-19 restrictions. Yeah. If ever there was a red flag, that's it. That's it, because I mean, that's a long time ago. That's a long now. time yeah. ago. Um, so I took up a couple of cases with Raru not so long ago and a few months ago. Um, and both times the complainants were refunded shortly afterwards. Okay. Um, so in the most recent case, actually it's quite a long time ago, it was August, I went back to the company to ask about the many other refunds due by them, and I listed a few cases. And um, the, I said, how do you respond to scores of complaints from people regarding lack of delivery and lack of refunds? And I got no response. That was August. That's when my... Okay. I, so I had some success, as did the Ombudsman for Consumer Goods and Services. But then um, by the end of last year, it was 
um, a no-go. By the way, Neil posted in, in October, he posted um, some helpful advice on Hello Peter for many others who were complaining about not having anything to show for what they'd paid. Raro, he said, I finally got my very late refund by sending them this. If I do not receive my refund in 24 hours, I will do the following. Lay a charge of theft at my local police station. Formally request a takedown notice with IPSA. Lay a complaint with the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman and lay a complaint of frauds with your bank, Nedbank. Um, and that worked for him in October. Okay. Yes, I don't know. And I shared that on one of my platforms. Um, so since I last spoke to the Ombuds office in August about Raru, um, they uh, say that they've had, uh, well, they'd had many, sorry, when I spoke to them um, about Raru, they said that they had had many complaints resolved by Raru. Then came the news of their pending liquidation. And so I went back to them this week and I was told that since um, November they had received another 68 complaints. Oof. So that is a lot. That's a lot, yeah. This morning, Vaughan Uliate, I'm Uliate, I think it's pronounced, I'm a Cape Town-based attorney. Um, the firm is called Vaughan Uliate and Associates. He told me that the liquidation order for Rory had been granted in court just yesterday. Okay. And that a liquidator had yet to be appointed by the master of the high court. He said he'd received 50 to 60 emails from people who had paid Rory between 600 and 5,000 rand for goods and not received them. He said, I haven't got back to any of them. Please tell your audience that Rory customers who are owed refunds must just write off the money and carry on with their lives. Wow. The company is insolvent, he said. There is no money. If they do claim this there's a danger that they will be settled with a portion of the costs of the liquidation. He said that is how it goes with companies. It is risky. I'd not heard that before. So, so if you put in a claim and there's no money to settle that claim, you could end up with it biting you by If by that's ever happened to, to someone, cover, please let me know. I think that's it's one of those technicalities of. things that doesn't actually ever happen, but I'm, I'm very willing to be proved wrong and, 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 and issue very strong warning, warnings about such a thing. But again, um, the advice is, I mean, it's a, very, it's a very long list of what to do to, to, to make sure you're dealing with um, a, a legitimate tax platform. Yes, so, yeah. And if it's one you haven't dealt with before and you've got to tread carefully, and normally what happens is people type in what they want. Um, so, for example, it would be um, a PlayStation. Um, and uh, they... Uh, Find a good price, throws up an offer, and um, they think, yes, that's great. Um, So going for the lowest price is is not a good idea. Um, Check for a physical address. There wasn't one. Um, Oh, sorry, that's another case we haven't even got to. We'll get to that next one now. But, I mean, Wendy, sorry, to go back to Rory, I mean, the the difficulty here is that it was once a reputable platform. There was a point at which they were delivering what customers were paying for when it was arriving on time and everything was fine. So if you'd gone on to Hello Peter in February last year and looked up Rory, you might have found that it was all there and all good and well. But This is the thing. This is the thing. You, You need to do current checks and look for current reviews in the last couple of weeks Absolutely. to see what has happened. Okay, so as Wendy has said, look for those, do those, do that research, look for those reviews. Very red flag if there is no way of contacting the business, no physical address. It's worth Googling to see if they do actually exist on a Google map somewhere for one and always check those customer reviews on the sites. Now, Wendy, there was another online retail platform that our listener Lerato wrote in to warn us about. And yes. let me just share with you what Lerato read. Cool. She said, I need help, please, with an online purchase that I made that I've not received the goods I paid for. 
She was shopping in December for Christmas time. She was searching for a PS5 PlayStation console for her son as a Christmas gift. And she says, in my search, I came across clickongames.co.za. The website looked legitimate. It even had a pop-up banner saying that they are Hello Peter verified. I made a purchase. I clicked on the payment portal link. I received the one-time pin from my bank and my money went off my account. I received an email from Click On Games acknowledging receipt of payment and saying that the order would be delivered within two to three days. That was the 16th of December. By the 20th, she was starting to get suspicious. She started trying to track the order and said it just continually said status processing. She tried calling their customer care number. It just went to voicemail. She then went on to Hello Peter to complain. And that's, she says, when the penny dropped because there were so many other consumers with the same complaint that they had paid money and their order had not been delivered. These were going back as far as October of last year. Now, Wendy, I know you always tell customers to try and use the chargeback function if they've had a case like this buying on a, com- a credit card, but but this was done via a payment platform, so that option wasn't available, and Narati said no her su- bank said they couldn't help. No surprise there, and that's why. So yeah. so not being able to pay with a credit card is um, is a is a is a red flag. I would I would avoid it. Um, okay. Being incentivized to pay via EST is also a bit of a suspicious one. Um, I wouldn't actually shop online without a credit card. A lot of people don't have credit cards or don't qualify for them or have maxed yep. them out. But really, it's a risky business, I would say, because chargeback does work. Uh, it's yep. a protection offered by the international credit card companies, MasterCard, and um, what's the other one? Um, Visa. Visa. Yeah. <laughs> I just went blank. Sorry, Visa. And, um, and via the banks. And essentially... Without you having to get involved, your bank speaks to the merchant's bank. They want to see proof that you didn't get what you paid for. And if, if they reverse the transaction, they reverse the transaction. Yeah. It, gets, okay. it just plops back into your credit card account, which is fabulous. The one interesting thing about Lorata's complaint was that comment that they had a verified by Hello Peter yes. thing on their on their website. And I know you checked that with Hello Peter, Wendy. What did uh, what did they say? I did. Um, so I said, that, you know, is this valid? Because currently the site has 18 one-star reviews. A lot of people say if they could give zero, they would. Um, all alleging non-delivery of paid for, for paid goods and going back to um, around, around October last year. Um, the MD of Hello Peter, Elon Rom, said uh, regarding the verification, and this is interesting, when a business signs up to one of our paid plans, that means that they respond and, you know, we collect a bunch of businesses, business info and payment info, and based on this, we give them a status of verified, essentially indicating that it's a business that exists. Nothing else. Just that they exist. Yes. Okay. So we, even when it's legitimate, it's that not saying, it, it's this not is a saying good business. we verify that it's yeah completely yeah. going to do what it promises to. You will notice there's a blue tick under the business name on a business listing page on our consumer website that says verified. We collect basic info from a free business and therefore do not apply the verified status to those businesses. Okay, so regarding click on games, he said, it's a free business, so they haven't signed up with Hello Peter. They have never had a paid plan with us and therefore their claim that they are verified is absolutely false. We will make contact with this business. That process is still underway. I asked for feedback today. But in the meantime, interestingly, Click on Games, which is still operating its site, um, has removed its Hello Peter verified claim. Okay, so they've I taken tried to down. engage yeah. with them. I sent them. There's one of those chat things on, on the site 
and um, no response. No response. I said, I'm a consumer journalist. Da, da, da. Um, so, and that was at least last week. So. Okay, so approach with caution. And Lerato, I'm sorry approach you learned this caution. the hard way and a very Just, expensive yeah, way. I asked yeah, I also, she said, I'm very careful, you know, uh, I, I did my checks and she said, well, I said, that's, I pressed her and that's where the Hello Peter Verified thing came up. That gave her false, as it turns Sense out, confidence. Trust, yeah, yeah. And she said... The PlayStation 5 she wanted for her son was priced at 12,000 Rand on Click on Games site for the console only. And because her son didn't want the game, she didn't take it. But Take A Lot and Incredible Connection had deals for 13 and a half uh, for console and three games. Um, so she was playing 12, right? And she yeah. said um, there was delivery as well. It was supposed to be 100 Rand, but in the end, 12,300 Rand came off her banking account. So they charged her for the price of the three PlayStation times the delivery three times fee. the delivery fee that they'd quoted. It's a lot of money. Okay. And yeah, so yeah. so as I say, I haven't been able to get a response from the company. All I can tell you is that they were using that verified thing without um, authority yeah. or permission. They're not signed up with Halapeter. And um, so they haven't verified their payment information and all of that. That is one good thing to actually verify that 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 payment system. So yeah. in other words, Hello Peters had no eyes on on them at, at all. all. All they are are those. Um, I mean, you say Hello Peter verified, and yet the eighteen one star reviews in quick session yes. saying we haven't got what we paid for. Okay, uh, so click yeah. on games.co.za. Please approach with caution. And Lerato, thank you for letting us know. I'm really really sorry that you learnt this lesson. Uh, the very expensive way. All right, we have got a listener voice note that actually came in during the car segment, but it is really a consumer query more than a car query. So I've deliberately held it over for you to take a listen to, Wendy. Let's play that. Hi. I just want to find out, um, I had someone looking um, at my car and they sent me a quote for work that needed to be done on it. And then... um, I kept following up with them as to when the car would be ready and they now sent the final invoice for it and it is more than double than what they quoted and I asked them to go ahead with. Um, what are my rights and what what can I do in a case like that? Um, because they never once contacted me regarding any extra... Um, payments that would have to be made they just kept saying they're busy working on the car and they'll let me know when they're done but now the invoice um, is more than uh, more than double what they quoted me um, if you could please let me know what my rights are thanks thank, thank you very much for the question um, uh, it is amazing that this is still happening so um, the consumer protection act legislators um, in, included a, a special section on this because this kind of thing, particularly with cars, is so rife. So essentially, yes, you do have protection um, a, around quotations. The Act says that once a quote has been uh, um, tendered and accepted by the consumer, the service provider may not um, deviate from that quote without um, getting the consumer's express consent to do that and it should be in some recordable oh. form if it's a phone call then there should be a recording of it um, and it was to prevent just this if that were not the case somebody could quote for to to she didn't say what work needed to be done but whatever it was and then just do a complete overhaul of the car keep it for six months and say well, now you owe me 45,000 yeah. rand or whatever it you know Whatever it is, I mean, it it stands to reason that that um, this could never be um, allowed. 
uh, legally. Um, so if the caller, our listener, would like to email me, please, and give me all the details, most importantly, the workshop's name, the person's contact details, the date, and a copy of the quote, um, then I would be very happy to, to take up the case. Okay, so thank you. Whoever it was that sent that, if you would like us to follow up for you, once again, an email to consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And uh, please put quotation for car service in the subject yeah. line. You want to add to that? I just maybe? want to add that um, you should never, you should always ask for a quote. So I've had cases where people have locked themselves out of their home or whatever and called a locksmith don't do that by the way don't google locksmith and your area because you will get these people that come out and um charge you a small fortune and um you've got nothing to you sort of you you perhaps not asking for a quote because mm. you you just but desperate or they just tell you the call out fee that's not good enough they must give you a quote um, Total. Yeah. yeah and and um but the act says quote must be supplied if the consumer requests it so if you take your watch in for repair or call a locksmith and you don't request it you are putting yourself on the back foot so always before you give the go-ahead for work to be done always request a quote um so sorry if you ask for a quote they have got to supply you with one they can't say oh we don't do those in writing or anything like that they've got to do it no What, what they can do is if you reject the quote um, and they've had to do some work to get the quote, obviously do yep. some taking apart and investigate. They can charge you a quote rejection fee, but they've got to disclose that to you up front and they've got to tell you what it is. So they, You can see all these protections are very fair and reasonable yep. to avoid um, this sort of um, rip-off, <laughs> to <laughs> a better word, around yep. the costs of of repairs and services. Um, if you Wherever you live now, Find out through word of mouth, through your neighborhood WhatsApp groups, who the reputable rocksmiths are, your yep. car, your home, and put that under your contacts now. So when you do have such an emergency, um, it's there. It's you, there. You Look, it's not going to help you if it happens on holiday, but but um, just Googling locksmith and the area you happen to be in at the time is a surefire way to get ripped off by the top results of such a search. Okay, thank you for that. Now, you you mentioned the importance of doing your research. A listener called in and doesn't want to come to air, but just wants to warn others that the scamsters are out taking advantage of load shedding. Wendy, when looking for inverters, please be careful, is their comment. I was almost scammed by a company which claimed to be in Sticklunt, but when he went looking for the address, it simply didn't exist. Thank you for the that. Prices That's what I Google to be too good to be true, and they actually Google were, yeah, Maps uh, is, is your, your friend. friend. I've just, in the break at Office 2, while the news is being read, somebody who's a director of an auto electrical company said, I've purchased a lithium-ion battery from a company. Um, looks like it's online. It has now arrived, and it's secondhand with no paperwork. I think I have been scammed, and I think he oh. thinks right. So that is not the way. I mean, clearly there's such desperation among the population. We're all going through whatever is within our budget and whatever it is, whether it's a generator or batteries or um, inverters or whatever it may be, you have to have to do very thorough homework on the on the supplier. You know, preferably they've been in the game for a while. Solar uh, well, alternative power sources is not a new industry. It's just taking off now. As with sanitizers, go with a company that's not just jumped on the bandwagon. That actually yeah. has a track record. Yeah. You know, Wendy, I'm thinking back to a previous case where. 
you gave such good advice. I can't remember the circumstances, but I remember that it was a question of does this company actually exist? And you looked for the so-called address and you couldn't find it on Google Maps and you actually phoned the next door neighbor because it came up on Google Maps that Company X, who said oh, they were at 40 that. Main Road. Yes, yes. And you said, well, at number 38 Main Road was that's Easy Plus. I, that's a good tip, actually. I've, I've never I, forgotten I it. I sometimes Wendy forget my own them. advice. Yeah, Wendy yes. called Easy Plus to say, do you have a next door neighbor called ABC? And they said, no, we and don't. We see it's people all heart. the time. Yeah. Yes, that come here. So that's the other thing. You could put in a number um, uh, uh, similar and see if you, there's a business or something that comes up that, with a number that you can phone. Um, but yeah, Google Maps on its own, if you don't want to go to that extent, you can usually tell if the if the kind of business they claim to be is completely incompatible with what you see mm. on that Google Maps search. And Google Earth and has got photos. You can check whether there is a shop called ABC at that location if you want to go that sometimes far. Sometimes yeah. it can be wrong. Until yep. very recently, Google Maps, where I live, it's a fairly new build and it would just show a vacant piece of yeah. land. Okay. <laughs> so, but but um, it, then it would be advisable to 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 check further if you if everything else checks out except that but but getting them on the phone if there's a phone number don't wait till something goes wrong to phone it phone it and just ask general questions and Verify see if you can engage see if you can actually get through see if they pick up um, because as always hope for the best plan for the worst and I say that because of the job I do but yeah it's not it's a very good way to conduct yourself in consumer land. So before we run out of time, I believe we have got a voice note that's come in from a lawyer. And it's not in the small claims court story, oh. Wendy, but it is, I think, responding to the RARU liquidation. Let's take a listen. Hi, I'm an attorney. Won't mention my name because I uh, don't need it. Need to the publicity. But um, those people who got done in by that company, what they must do is actually bring an application to have the directors declared personally liable because if the company is is trading fraudulently or acting in insolvent circumstances continuing to trade then the directors can actually be held personally liable in fact you might even be able to rope in the company's accountant as well into that mess which okay. company is he talking about now? I think now? he means Raru. Which remember Did that uh, the lawyer said to you, "There's nothing that the yes, lawyer is but they're not continuing to trade." Which made me think maybe it was the other one. I started okay. listening with Raru in mind, and then I thought when he said, "If they, if they the are continuing, if they are continuing to trade." Yes. Let's just repeat that. So that was the, the the PlayStation, which was paid for but not delivered. Click on games.co.za. And okay, so in that case, they are still trading. From what I could see, the site is still active. Yeah. So then there is a case to be made that Lerato could try that, uh, going after them via the directors. I mean, it's an expensive but business. But I was going to, to say, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's technically possible. Thank you. And thank you for that. But... I mean, how does an ordinary consumer who's lost 12,000 rand now go about launching an application, bringing an application to have directors declared personally liable? You, I mean... It's a tough one, yeah. If you have it a friend who's an attorney... You'll do it pro bono. Yeah. yeah, that's a different story. Or if it's a huge amount of money that you've exactly. lost, it might be worth it. For a smaller amount, you're probably going to walk away and say, fingers burnt and less I'd certainly be licking my wound over 12,500 rand. Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think many people wouldn't be, Wendy, in the current circumstances. So, uh, again, okay, somebody asked me, please, to repeat the names of the two companies we were talking about. Okay, so the one that has now officially 
been a, a liquidation order was issued in court yesterday for Raru, which is R A R U, and they used to be a quite reputable platform for buying electronics and music and books, etc. But unfortunately, no more so. The one we were unfamiliar with that Lerato flagged for us, where she paid her money for a PlayStation that has simply never arrived, was ClickOnGames.co.za, and, and they do appear to still be trading. So just approach yeah. with extreme and caution. A, a, a stream of similar complaints um, in a very short space of time from October, November last year to, to, to now. Okay, thank you very much. Wendy, as always, thanks for uh, alerting our listeners to these issues and to the, listen- uh, the, the listeners who raise them with us and let us know uh, where such scams are happening. It's always greatly appreciated. Once again, if you would like to raise a case with Wendy, it's consumer at nola.co.za, K-N-O-W-L-E-R. We'll chat again next week, Wednesday. We'll do.